Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This is Corey Willis with PBI, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. I'm Adam Blattenberg from Diesel World. Hi, this is Dan, owner of Dan's Diesel Performance. I'm Christian Roth of BD Diesel. I'm Braden Fleece, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. Today we're going to be chatting with Austin. He's a BD Diesel race team member, and he's going to be talking to us about his second-gen Cummins. It has a VP44. We wanted to ask him why he stuck with the VP44 and didn't do a P-pump conversion. And then also, you know, what hooked him on racing and performance? Where has he gotten help in setups or... You know, working on the truck, he, he does all the, the work himself, and just what his goals are, not just for 2020, but into 2021, and he also has a 2006-59, we're definitely going to chat with him about that, he's got some extra air and fuel and built transmission that's uh, that's in it, and it's a, a stout daily driver. Before we get to the podcast, though, we want to encourage you guys, if you're listening on the podcast app, make sure you go to YouTube, search the Diesel Podcast. You'll find us there. We have a ton of extra information on there that doesn't make it to the, the podcast apps. We've been working on getting clips of our previous episode up there for you guys. So if you're looking just to get right to the point of you know, what uh, what issue a truck may have, what the fix is, or what uh, a company or racer said about their setup. We're going to have those clips up there for you. And then also other videos where show installs and different product reviews that just wouldn't make it to a podcast app because it's so visual. All right, let's get to the podcast with Austin and talking about both of his Cummins trucks. Austin, welcome to the Diesel Podcast. I'm pumped up to chat with you today about some second-gen VP stuff, a little bit of common rail um, discussion and some really cool things we were chatting about before the podcast. I know our audience is going to love to hear and we're excited to chat with you today. I greatly appreciate you having me on here, Patrick, for sure. And great appreciation to Stephanie for hitting me up to ask me to be on here as well. Yeah. She, she was telling me, uh, about your, your truck and I think it's going to be really cool. I think the last time we chatted about a second gen with a VP 44 was Johnny at stainless diesel is telling us why he always stuck with that. And, you know, beforehand we were, we're chatting a little bit, but I just wanted to kind of get right into the, the truck talk and, and ask you, you know, what year you got and how the truck, you know, turned into you know, something that you're racing and, and working on and, and having fun taking to tracks and dyno events and things like that. Yeah, I guess first start off with, um, the uh, race truck is a 1999 Dodge Ram 2500 second gen. Still, uh, like you said, just still a VP truck. Trying to stay faithful to that notion. And and I know you mentioned Johnny Gilbert from Stainless. I know he was doing this stuff long before it was cool. And me and him actually had some conversations about the truck, and he gave me some very good ideas. And it's always greatly appreciated from him, all the knowledge that he's had. Um, I guess as far as the backstory behind the truck, I bought bought the truck. February will be four years I've owned the truck. Bought it uh, on stock. Uh, said to have had a rebuilt transmission in it, and 
no programmer, no nothing. Like I say, completely stock and uh, drove it about literally almost a week. And of course, you know, the uh, poster child for transmission failures, unfortunately. Uh, I'm totaled up to six in this truck right now as we speak, unfortunately, too. So, um, got that fixed up shortly after. And I don't know, it may have been two to three months after that, I had my first injection pump failure on the truck um and from there that's where it all kind of started from there actually just taking a little steps here and there and here we are progressing to progress into a race truck as far as the uh the air and fuel setup what do you have on that side uh at the time right now we have um still standard output vp um got a set of five by 16s with 20,000th needle lift from Infinite Performance. Um, on the air side, we have a, just a regular three-piece manifold. Uh, got a Borg Warner 64.5-7314 CM, which I think that equates to .80 AR housing. I know people go back and forth of how to differentiate those, but um, then that's pushing to a 480, 96, 132 with a new drop-in wheel design from Infinite Performance as well. Weston over there, he's a very, very good advocate to me, and I really, really appreciate all that he helps me with as well. So you've got some, you got some air and some fuel going. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty, enough, it's pretty well, pretty big for considering it being an SOVP still, but. It hangs in there, and it does very, very well. has great street manners, unreal street manners. I mean, drive it to the local track. I've I've left from here at the shop, drove 20 minutes to the local track, run at, well, best pass out since 754 at 89, and drove it right back to the shop. I mean, just unreal street manners in this truck. It's great to me. Now, as far as, I know with a lot of the second gen, like the, the 98 nap to 02, trucks there's that kind of that push that you have to pee pump and you'd mentioned johnny you know it's stainless and you know what it, it, it's got to be cool to just go to the track and you'd be running that injection pump and just to be able to to make the power have the fun with it run the times that you want to run and do it with the original injection pump versus you know the the pee pump conversions are cool We've done a few episodes on them. Yeah, they're also pricey, too. And you can use that money in other places, you know, with, with a, the race truck and investing that in, you know, suspension or tires or just other things. Yeah, I guess my big push on staying VP was, uh, I don't know, I guess one, probably just to just go a little bit outside the norm. Um, for one, I'm, I'm sure I won't get some tagging on that as soon as some select friends of mine that hears this podcast they're going to give me a little bit of give me a little bit of smack on if that's okay they know who they are but uh i guess that and just go along and start off with i guess the expense is the biggest thing i mean you can go from mild to wild on a p-pump for sure i mean i know some guys that i mean they have some very good street mannered p-pump trucks um i know there's a friend of mine that's local to me that's got one right now and it I mean, run seven O's, and he can daily drive it if he wants to. Nice set of compounds on it, but 
I don't know, it's just the expense to me. I mean, you can spend upwards of, you know, four, five, six grand on a pump. Um, and then you have to go through all the labor and the expense of that, plus all the little parts that add up when you go to a P-pump swap to me. Uh, to me, it's, I mean, it's it's been in the scope before on my truck, but I kind of backed away from that and just want to say, no, let's just see, let's just see what we can get out of one for sure. I think that's one of the things that well it ties together you know like a the build that you have and then also you know what we're going to chat about next which is you know the passion for racing and that's what has always i think gotten so many people into diesel performance and taking their trucks to the track was being able to come up with a recipe for power and going quick or fast and being able to do it you know, much cheaper than you could in other platforms. Um, and just that excitement of being able to, you know, like you said, drive to the track, race it, drive it back, you know, to the shop, um, use it to move a trailer if you need to. And just that utility and that versatility in them. And I think especially with the second gens and definitely the third gen five nines as well is that's, it's such the allure of it, especially now with with all the parts and all the technology that has kind of trickled down with you know some of the newer ones and you think about the second gen trucks and what you can do with you know the injection pumps and the injector technology and the transmission stuff it's just it's so cool and i think the versatility is what pulls a lot of us in it definitely pulled me in way back when when i got into diesels and i wanted to ask you how that how that fuels or has fueled you know, your passion for racing is it something that's, that's, you know, going to take time. You're, you're going to racetracks, you're, you're traveling, probably putting in, you know, late nights, long hours, working with friends on your truck. What, what got you interested in, and really hooked you on diesel performance and racing? Well, I guess probably to start off with, uh, the biggest driving reason that, that struck me was to want to get into this industry was, uh, my best friend from high school, he, I mean, probably seamless to me at the time, and him as well, uh, probably the find of the year, find of the decade, probably the most. Uh, he goes out here local, probably about 30, 45 minutes from here, and he buys an old 94-12 valve out of a field. Uh, has it ran in a couple years, and throws a set of batteries on it, cranks it up, pulls the batteries back off because he had to borrow them from the guy that owned the truck to get it started up and drives it home in the first place he makes it to from back to his house to my house and i could just hear him coming up whenever he called me said i bought something you've got to see it and <laughs> that struck me right there and then it was no more than 20 minutes later we were already headed down here to the shop and we can own fuel plate and that was kind of our first little niche in the the industry and the performance soon followed after that and as far as the racing goes, I guess what probably what probably struck me into getting into racing the biggest was my first trip to Rock Out Diesel Shootout in Crossville, Tennessee. Uh, this past year was my third year there. My first year I was there, as me and that same friend went up there for the day. And I knew right then that this is where I wanted to be and this is where I needed to be. So sitting up there in the stands, I probably spent probably close to a grand and bought a whole bunch of parts for my truck and it wouldn't 
a couple of weeks later, we were throwing parts at it and getting it ready to go to do something else with it. And that's where it started from. It's, uh, it's such a cool community to be a part of because of those relationships that you build, you know, with you know, friends or new people that you meet or going to the different events or racetracks and stuff. And you meet people that are into them just as much as you are. And, and it can help one, I think fuel the competitive side. Cause we all, we all want to win, but then also with ideas and just being around like-minded people. Cause you know, outside of you know, the, the diesel circles we may have, you know, people might think, wow, you spent all that money in your truck or, you know, you want to go racing and you're going all over the country. Why do you do that? And, you know, with those people that we know, we don't have to explain it. They, they're right there with us. Yeah, exactly. And it's like you just said, it's just, that's what drives me to keep on doing this too as well. It's just the people. I've met so many people doing this in the short, like, well, I mean, I'd say competitively. I mean, I've been doing this since I bought my truck and I mean, for sure. But uh, as far as actually going to events, making races, dyno events, anything of that nature to be to compete in, um, I mean, the people are unreal. I mean, I've got very good friends and people um, out there that if I needed anything in this world right now, uh, I know they would drop in the drop of the hat. They'd be there to help me no matter what the situation was, where I was at, and what's going on. I know they'd be there for me as well. And, and like you mentioned earlier, too, it's the like-mindedness that you get around in that crowd as well. Uh, it's just unmatched. And, and there again, going to the competitiveness, uh, there's a, you'll see the same uh, in retrospect as uh, go, to, go to one of these ODSS races and see someone break down and see just how many different people that you just thought you competed with turn around and go to help you come back for the next round even if they are going to be against you. But I've seen so many people jump in and try to help someone just to get them down the track one more time. That's what, and that's what really drives me for sure because I really try to be that person as much as I can. I think that's what really, what keeps the, the performance side going is, is it's almost that grassroots passion and excitement in the personal relationships. We hear that a lot from tons of different just enthusiasts and I think that's so important and it can almost get lost in the uh you know in the the kind of the race season you know is is um we forget about where it started and and how it starts and and that's what's you know really cool about chatting with guys like yourself about you know their trucks and and how they started and, and what their plans are for it is because when we're out there listening you know, someone's like, man, I got the same truck. I want to do the same thing. And, and it, it kind of gets the wheels spinning a little bit. And then they start talking with their friends about it. And then the next thing they know, they're, you know, calling different diesel places and looking at parts online and going on YouTube and watching videos. And, and it's just that progression that, that we're able to take from, you know, it's like that first performance part that you put on, you know, it's like the greatest thing ever. And then you get used to it and then it's something else. And then you get into the transmission and then you get into these other parts and then, before you know it, you look back and you're like, I, I didn't know I could go this, this far, this quickly. And it's, it's just so exciting. It's what I love you know, chatting with, with uh, guests like yourself about, and, and it gets me pumped up. And it was, it was interesting. We were you know chatting beforehand and you were telling me about the second gen and then you go, I got a third gen too. 
and no co- no collections complete without I think having both generations. So I wanted to ask you a little bit about the 06 that you got and the way that's almost kind of turned into a, a performance truck in its own right. And you know what your what your plans are and upgrades that are that are done to that truck so far. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, the third gen, uh, I bought it in late January. Um... I was looking for another vehicle. Honestly, I was looking for probably I was really looking for another car today to drive, get back and forth to work, just save a little money that way I could put it back in the race truck. But I had a good deal come up in front of me at the time. Uh, he's got a habit truck, um, and deal came across. We uh, settled on price, and there was no way I could leave without it. So ball pack truck. Uh, like I say, back at the end of January, uh, March. Well, we were on our way, uh, on our way home from uh, from uh, the first ODSS race in Florida, and I actually had truck going limp mode, uh, do some crazy things. That was a that was a six hour road trip turned into fourteen hours from anything from a long transmission cooler to what ended up leading up to being an injector fa- injector failure too high rate of return on those so me being the person that i am and I, people that know me will attest to this as well 100 percent. i promise uh i just had to go big i mean spend the money once and be done with it so i went in and put 150 percent over injectors and of course from all the help from everyone it's just amazing help that i get from bd as well uh I got their fuel distribution block, their new Venom Dual CP3 kit with a splitter harness um, that I will attest to that that is probably the hands down the greatest um, Dual CP3 kit that's out there on the market, hands down, in my opinion. I put several different kits on, and this right here is probably my favorite kit. Um, and unfortunately, um, here about a month and a half or so ago, the transmission finally gave way in me, but I I can't be mad at it. It hung in there probably uh, probably around what I'm going to estimate seven to eight hundred horsepower range, and in stock form, well, it's been rebuilt, but stock form with a shift kit put in it, uh, built from some people local here, and so I, I was not upset whenever it finally failed on me. Um, and the truck's also got a second gen swap with a 468-8310, which um, I've actually got that turbo um, pulled off for now, and I'm swapping it out for a 472-8710 just in time to go to Beans Diesel Performance Blackout in the country here in a couple of weeks, and we're going to see if we can't just make some uh, <laughs> some quadruple digit horsepower, hopefully, out of my what I consider my daily driver. <laughs> when the when the tranny leg goes, was it a shaft, or was it the clutches burned up? or uh, It's smoked. Clutches burn up for sure. What was uh, was cool too is you're mentioning how much you work on your truck and basically anything that's done to it 
you know, you, you do it. And, you know, as far as putting together these two trucks, have there been, you know, any spots where you just got kind of stuck or, you know, you really needed, really needed somebody to to chat with and, and, and figure something out or, you know, you were just stumped on something or, you know, maybe putting a part on or something like that. Oh, always. There's always a, to me and my way of thinking, there's always a better way of doing something. There's always going to be another set of eyes that can always see something that could not only be better fit, but um, that you could do a different way that will benefit you in the long run or the short run as well. Um, I've luckily I've I've got a lot of contacts over the over the past few years that been racing and been involved in this industry that. Uh, there's just been some great people out there that's really gave me a, a lot of help and some extra hands and everything else and um, parts and everything else in between. Knowledge knowledge is irreplaceable, in my opinion. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, and and I'm sure everybody that listens to this podcast, and they, if they know me, that I just want to tell them how much, how appreciative I am of that knowledge for sure. But uh, there's been a, there's been several times um, that I've had to reach out for reach out to people for help for sure. And I mean, 99% of the time, everybody's just been oh so you know unreal helpful to me. But certainly, of course, you got to talk to some companies. They got to keep their confidentiality on their parts and their their knowledge up to a point, but. For the most part, if anyone ever has any any troubles, any questions, any thoughts that they want to run across someone, I mean, just give people a call. That's all I've done, and that's kind of what's molded me out to um, have what I have today for sure. And like I say, about 99% of the people out there have zero opposure to talking to someone like this. I mean, just a starting enthusiast. Well, there's so many choices, too, for you know, injector sizes and turbo sizes and what stall you're going to do on the converter and, you know, with the suspension and everything, it's, it's just, it's almost overwhelming in a way. And especially because, you know, building the truck for what can be any number of different reasons, whether it's, you know, to race or daily drive and, you know, using that truck to tow your other one and just what combination is going to work. You know, these companies have all they've answered those questions dozens or hundreds of times and they can definitely save a lot of time and then money as well. And just, you know, calling up and saying, Hey, this is what I want to do with it. This is my setup. This is a year. This is what I've done so far. How can I get to where I want to go? And, you know, they can give a, a few different, you know, options or routes. And I think that definitely helps as well. And, and kind of streamlines the process where now it's not, there's not so much guesswork in, you know how to make power get a truck to a certain performance level because the industry has progressed so quickly over the last four five six years to where it's so streamlined you know i'm sure when you call bd or some of the other places you're like hey i want to do this with my truck what can i do and you know they've got three or four suggestions ready to go right away and then you can make the decision yeah exactly and that's just and that's where, uh, you know, and people, and it's like you talked earlier, it's like where people get stuck at, and, you know, they don't kind of, kind of not necessarily don't know what to do, but they kind of would uh, kind of need a little bit of reassurance. I'm, 
and I'm another one of those people that uh, really like reassurance. And just for someone to come on and say, yeah, that's probably that's probably a good route to go. That's a smart way to think, or that's a good uh, a good part to choose. And you know, and you not even have any prior knowledge to that. And you just you're just going off perspective and what you read and things like that. And it's like you said as well. There's so many options out there that like I say it's overwhelming. So for somebody to come in there and give you just that little bit of confidence, it means a lot. And with you had mentioned going to the beans event and and hitting four digit power numbers. I know the race season is going to be you know, coming up. Well, the end of it's going to be coming up here pretty soon. And, you know, looking into 2021, what are some of your goals with, with either truck, whether it's with power or certain class that you want to race in or, or, uh, you know, just different things that you want to do with either one of them? Uh, I guess to start out with race truck, uh, I got plans to probably go to an upgraded VP, um, and there's there's a couple options that I'm looking looking at there uh, as far as going upgraded on a VP. Uh, I'm also going to go to a different manifold charger per Johnny at Stainless. He wants to see me go to a different manifold charger that I mean they've done a lot of testing on. He says it's proven, you know, proven, and I trust his word with everything for sure as far as especially on VP knowledge for sure. Um, so we're going to go to probably going to go to one of his. Five blade 468 8390s on the manifold. Um, with that upgraded VP, uh, probably gonna may or may not go to some trans changes. I don't know. May go to actually put ability immediate shaft in the trans just for just for safekeeping purposes, I guess. Uh, other than that, the trans is solid in this truck for sure. Um, probably gonna. Put the truck on a little bit of a diet, do some weight reduction here and there, may pull the back seat out, um, go bad sides, ditch the bed, or gut the bed. Uh, just still weighing out my options on that. And probably on the, as far as my third gen goes, I'm, you know, in hopeful aspirations to hit four digit power. I'm not too sure if it'll do it or not, but I have every intention to get it there and hope it gets there. In a couple of weeks, but um, probably gonna do a lot of cleanup on it, uh, a lot of powder coating. I'm gonna try to keep that truck as my probably my model for sure. Try to keep it as clean and um, looking good as possible. Um, and I'm not sure if I I wouldn't put it past myself to probably go back in the trans a bit and do some more upgrades as well. I'm just one of those just is never satisfied for sure. Like just like a lot of people, I'm. I have no doubt in my mind that they are like me. Oh, there's so many parts to choose from and upgrades. It seems like everything, not everything, but a lot changes so quickly with parts and technology and stuff that it's like every three or four months there's a new part or you know a new thing that that is out there to to solve an issue. So it's it's uh, definitely something where there's never a lack of choices. You know, with uh, especially the Cummins platform as well no matter what generation so there's there's always things to do now for anyone that's that's listening out there it's like hey i want to check out austin's trucks do you have a like an instagram page or or um you know anything like that where people can see what you're doing or maybe they have questions maybe they have a vp truck and they they want to race it and they they want to ask you questions and maybe bounce some ideas off you oh yeah for sure and for anybody that wants to ask me questions i'm always an open book for sure to anyone 
Uh, my Instagram is a Sick Twenty Four V. The S I C K underscore Twenty Four V. And uh, and Facebook as well. I'll always anyone that's on Facebook out there too that wants to give a chat as well. I, I'm glad to talk on there as well. well it was uh, it was cool to chat with you today, Austin, and and hear about a couple different generations of Cummins trucks and and uh, how you got hooked on diesel performance and racing and having fun with them and it was it was cool to chat with you and we love seeing trucks out there still rocking the vp44 and 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 going fast with it and and showing what can be done and you know staying true to the way it came off the uh the assembly line yeah for sure and like i say i want to take an opportunity you know thank my sponsor as well from bd diesel performance and uh give a shout out to some good friends of mine too justin trey johnson and you know people i haven't mentioned you know who you are too for sure i greatly appreciate everyone that actually helps me and especially goes out of their way to help me for sure during all this don't forget diesel fans make sure and head on over to youtube search the diesel podcast hit the subscribe button if you're looking for more information or maybe time is of the essence and and uh we've got 200 plus episodes you can't listen to all of them we're have we have short clips on there for you guys where if you're just looking to get right to the point of you know, what the episode was and, and either a, a problem, you know, that is on a particular make and model and what the solution is, we're going to have those up there for you guys. Till next time, keep the shiny side up.